Hi, John. How are you this week? Hey, Elliot. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks. Uh, we're having a little um, uh, warm fall weather here in Wisconsin, so it's uh, been kind of nice. Nice. So uh, this week, I saw that Transparency International uh, posted a um, an interesting article about um, about if you want a more. It's called if you for a more equal world post COVID nineteen focus on the financial gatekeepers. Did you see that? Yeah, it's funny because this the subtitle is a little play on words until debt tear us apart and. The organization, I'm very familiar with it. It's uh, an advocacy group that is uh, calls out corruption, deficiencies in uh, governments, in laws and regulation. And they've been critical of our uh, community, uh, not always unfairly. And I thought what was interesting about it, they make a brief reference to the FinCEN files, which you and I have talked about. But one of the things that struck me is both obvious and also pretty deep. And that is anytime there's illicit flows of money, it, it tends to harm economies and societies. Uh, and there's a lot of corruption uh, that surrounds that. And so they sort of call out something they've said before and that we need to continue to focus on, quote, gatekeepers, unquote, which is a broad group that we both are familiar with. So I, I thought it was interesting. It always reminds us of the impact of criminal activity beyond the obvious. You know, it's obviously uh, monies get stolen, but monies sometimes don't go where they're supposed to go as well. And that harms uh, supply lines, uh, access to medicine, that sort of thing. Yeah, I think one of the things they called out was uh, that um, uh, in uh, there was an uh, there was an Ebola crisis and uh, financial advisors who were somehow involved in the funding of the uh, medicines and stuff actually looted the funding um, that was intended to uh, help with that crisis. So. And and those kinds of crises uh, oftentimes have a disproportionate impact on people who are lower on the socioeconomic scale. So um, it really does um, their premises. It really does create um, uh, a broader range of inequality. Um, right. No, I think that's right. And and they and they sort of reference COVID nineteen as. This is yet another crisis that we have to deal with. And one of the lines in the in the story of the blog is that the pandemic has laid bare the devastating effects of stashing cash away in tax havens while governments struggle to pay for even basic services that keep people alive. And so they remind us of that. And then the other part that jumped out at me, they don't um, cr- completely criticize the banks. They, what they say is, there's an over-reliance on banks uh, to do money laundering investigations, but many many times banks don't have enough information uh, beyond the suspicious transactions that they report. And they, they mentioned specifically their inability to identify beneficial owners and say that there's a, a crying need for a public registry of beneficial ownership, which as we both know, because we've talked about it, is something in in House and Senate language that we're hoping makes it to the finish line. 
Right. Well, and that that whole issue of, you know, uh, not enough information and are we actually, you know, kind of reporting on an after the fact basis as opposed to more on the trying to filter on the front end. Uh, that's the subject of, I know, um, a podcast that you recently recorded. We haven't posted it yet, but um, uh, with Gary Shipman, Shipman, and it's, um, you know, it, it's. I think what fin, the FinCEN files and actually this this post as well has kind of brought to the fore is, you know, our entire approach to identifying and reporting on suspicious transactions, particularly as it relates to the balanced information sharing really needs a redo. Um, and whether that'll come out of any um, uh, any reform bill or whether that could be done just uh, with the current uh, authority that FinCEN uh, has isn't clear, but um, what we have is not working as well as it needs to work. I don't want to say it's not working, but it's certainly not working as well as it needs to work given the magnitude uh, of the problem. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, people should, if they get a chance, uh, go to Transparency International's website. A lot of excellent um, blogs and, and research, and uh, I think it'll help you better understand what we're always grappling with. And that is not only how do you stop corruption, but how do you deal with the after effects of corruption? Right. All right, John, stay healthy. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Be safe. Yeah. Thanks. Bye.